Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shades of Entrepreneurship. This is your host, Mr. Gabriel Flores. Today, I welcome a fellow podcaster as we discuss our community of Oregon and collaboration, which is what I want to focus on today. What is collaboration and why should an entrepreneur care? Collaboration is to work jointly with others and together, especially in an intellectual endeavor. I really want to highlight that second part. Together, especially in an intellectual endeavor. As most of us do, I found myself scrolling through the old Instagram when I stumbled upon this video of this elder gentleman driving this Rolls Royce drop top convertible. I mean, this thing was sweet. Now, filming was another individual, sounding much younger, filming behind the camera, asked, in short, what advice this wealthy individual would have for others. The elder individual's answer did not shock me, and his response was quick and convicted and honest. Find yourself a partner that wants to succeed with you. Listen, whether we like it or not, we will have to collaborate at some point in our life with a few expectations. Now, Nonetheless, collaborating with individuals is an everyday task. Ordering a coffee, making dinner plans, changing a dirty diaper, all collaborative efforts. But who cares? Why is collaboration even important? Collaboration is a great way to learn, a really a centerpiece of this podcast. The best part about bringing together a diverse group of people is everyone brings a different set of skill, backgrounds, and experiences to learn from. Learn from each other's successes, failures, mistakes, workflows, hierarchies, etc. In fact, I am doing this right now in my professional role where I reached out to an academic medical center to understand best practices. I learned this long time ago while in customer service. If I'm not getting comparatively better, I'm getting competitively worse. I learned that from a former mentor of mine who was really huge. In fact, the reason I went back to college. This individual, as I mentioned above finding, wanted to succeed with me. I was on this individual's team. The comparatively better I got, the competitively better our team got, but also how competitively better my resume got. Collaboration opens up new communication channels that may have not even been there. A lot about starting a new business is first learning the industry needs, the consumer needs, etc., That cannot all be done by reading a book or listening to my podcast. Sad, I know. However, collaborating with some of my guests, reaching out to myself, or simply reaching out to other professionals and industries that are important to you, the entrepreneur, will. And speaking from an employee's perspective, talking to owners, collaboration is proven to lead to higher tension rates and work performance based on a Stanford study in 2014. Employees want to work with people that can be trusted, who understand and respect personal point of views, an individual who will roll up their sleeves and pick up the trash alongside their staff. As entrepreneurs, and this is speaking for myself, I find difficulty handing off projects, even when the project is complex and demanding. I want to have my hands on everything because in the end, the end product is a representation of myself or of the entrepreneur. If that is also you, it is time to admit to ourselves that we need help and to reach out to others. And that's called collaboration, my friend. As I have stated before on this podcast, I had a failed clothing line in the past. 
I'm collaborating today and asking these questions of local entrepreneurs and small business owners to improve my understanding of the entrepreneurial world in hopes of succeeding on my next venture. So, what are you waiting for? Go find some people that want to succeed with you and start collaborating. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. The Shades of Entrepreneurship, where we interview entrepreneurs to inspire the future entrepreneur. I'll be your host, Mr. Gabriel Flores. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Shades of Entrepreneurship. This is your host, Mr. Gabriel Flores. Today, I have the host of the PDX Executive Podcast and the owner of Agate Executive Communications, Dan Bruton. How are you doing, Dan? Hey, Gabe. That was a good intro. You got a good voice for this, my friend. (laughs) I knew that you're a podcast host as well, so I was like, I got to practice on my intro. (laughs) Juice it up a little bit, huh? No. uh, hey, Hey, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's let's introduce the world to Dan. Let's let's kind of talk about you know your family career. Who is Dan? Yeah, we'll we'll make it brief. You know, I'm an Oregon kid. I grew up in Southern Oregon. Uh, I've been in Portland since 2006. Went to U of O. Went to PSU for grad school, and um, just been you know really been in marketing since then. Been worked for different companies here. We're currently doing uh, things of my own. Doing some freelance things um, other than the podcast. I run a series of small events for executives here in town called the PDX Executive Forums, um, and that's been going since, geez, 2015, which the last two years of that, obviously, or year and a half, has been kind of wild for for events and meetings. So, you know, in, in kind of a nutshell, that's that's who I am, what I do. I just, you know, I love Portland. I love the business community here, and it's been fun through my own podcast, as you know, just getting to chat with people and, and learn about what they do. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much how I I found Dan was through his podcast. Uh, we actually had a couple of former guests. Rick um, from mm-hmm. Pi was on yours, and then that's how I found him. In fact, let's get into this. The PDX Executive Forums for the listeners at home. What is this? Uh, the PDX Executive Forum, and kind of what does it do? Yeah, I mean, for someone who's in marketing, I intentionally don't market it. <laughs> it started, uh, you know, my my previous kind of life. I used to run a series of events for chief marketing officers from Fortune 500 companies. And I would travel a lot for it. So it would go all around the country. Then when I had my first uh, kid who, you know, he's six now. So, you know, here we are, uh, we're at 2015. When I started it, I really wanted just to, to stay in Portland and do st- some stuff here locally. So a couple friends, uh, one who's the chief marketing officer at the Trailblazers and another uh, gentleman who's an executive at Adidas helped me kind of start it to 
bring people together. We kind of call it a fight club for leaders. So it's small, invite only, and we do uh, ones for marketing leaders, uh, heads of HR, CFOs, COOs, CIOs, and uh, general counsels. Can't forget the corporate lawyer. So it's been a lot. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. So we've been doing that for six years, and we have uh, great partners who help support it. Uh, like Solom Consulting, um, Bank of America is a great partner for some of those, a company called Cressa here in town. So that's kind of how it keeps going and and uh, it just keeps rolling along. So it's been a lot of fun. Love it. And, you know, one of the things you kind of mentioned was you, you wanted to focus locally. Why, why, focus, uh, why was focusing locally important to you? Yeah, you know, Portland's kind of a unique market when we kind of step out. And I know you talk a lot, a lot about this, I'm sure in your podcast. And if you had Rick on, um, you know, we're a very mid-market town, but I would even say the feel of that is, is smaller than a mid-market town, right? We're all kind of one connection away. Uh, we have the, the few companies we all know about here that are really big, uh, but most of the companies here are mid-size or a lot of interesting startups. So I think we all can learn from each other no matter what. And what I found uh, with folks here is they're just not to diss any other markets, but in other cities, uh, folks here just like to connect in a a different, more genuine way. Right. So, yeah. And and when I used to do stuff in New York and not to generalize, um, it was kind of like, you know, what, what do you want from me? You know, why are you being nice to me or you must want something for me? And it's, it's, uh, I think just the nature of the population, maybe it's so much bigger, but here's a little different. People slow down a little bit and, and kind of have that different, you know, giving nature. So I, I think that's, what's unique about doing it here. And that's my personality too. So it's, it's been fun. You know, and I would totally agree when starting this podcast, it's, you know, that you mentioned the, uh, just a few degrees of separation from everyone, right? Right. Portland becomes very small when you start really investing yourself in the community because once you start investing yourself in the community, the people that invest themselves in the community are going to pop up as well. And they tend to be mm-hmm. the people that are always at the same events or, and, and those are the folks that you want to, you know, kind of collaborate with, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly kind of why I reached out to you because I'm saying, hey, you know, we're running the same circles. Love to pick your brain. In fact, you know, as a podcast host myself, and for the mm-hmm. listeners who may be inspired to be a podcast host someday, how do how do you differentiate yourself as a podcast host? Yeah, I think you know the the joke is like everybody and you know the grandma has a podcast now too, right? <laughs> Nothing against the grandmas out there, but um, I would say, and I always say this in my podcast, you know, I started this very selfishly just to spend time with people I wanted to talk to. I didn't care if one person listened or a thousand people. Uh, And because you get to spend some quality time and and learn a lot, you know, I think you're probably a kindred spirit uh, like me. It's like, you'll never be bored if you're curious. And I think that's a big part. So if, you know, that's a, that comes through, I think when people listen to you or maybe see something you've done or who, what guests you had on or even the theme you want. So as far as just kind of standing out, I would say, don't try to <laughs> just focus on what, what you really want to learn about and in your circle you want to share about and you know, what your, you know, your community, whatever that may be is, is interested in. So, I mean, that's kind of my approach. You, you know, I think if you're trying to be a, a Joe Rogan or whoever, you know, best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in fact, what what would you say have you found difficult, like starting the podcast? What would you say is like the hardest part? You know, it's funny. Um, I would say asking people to be on is not the hardest part. I think a lot of people like to, especially here, right? Um, and what's been interesting is, you know, I started in 2017 and I didn't know, you know, part of my French, what the hell I was doing. Um, and things have evolved quite a bit s- since then, just on the technical side and just the maturity of the medium. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think people just are are more uh, open to listening to podcasts. Most people listen to podcasts now. Where five years ago, that was still an upward trend. And so, I think the hardest part is is probably the distribution piece, right? It's like getting into the ears of the people yep. and making it interesting and, and finding that. So, because it is definitely more more cluttered. But um, you know, there's ways you just need to make sure you package it in a way that shorter clips are best, better, right? Videos becoming more important as you know, folks uh, consume different channels. So that's probably the hardest part: getting people to talk to who are interesting and who maybe want to share. Uh, is I, I think is there's so many. It's abundance, right? I come from a place of abundance, and I think that's um, you know we're, we're fortunate to live in a place where people have that spirit too. Definitely, and you know, one of the things you mentioned too at the beginning, we when we're introducing you, is you don't just do podcasting. Right, you actually own a, a company as well, Agate mm-hmm. Executive Communications. Let's talk about that. What is that? Yeah, it's you know my own uh, company. I have a, a few freelancers that work for me, but it's it's really working with leaders more in the B two B space of mm-hmm. um, how they can communicate externally. So whether that's going to an event they're speaking at, or how they show up at an event, leading a roundtable session, how they're showing up on social media, ghostwriting stuff for them. Um, you know, it's funny, like even five or six years ago, if you're a CEO or VP or CFO, um, you know, LinkedIn wasn't, you had, it was kind of like the, you looked as your resume kind of, right? Yeah. Now it's kind of like, if you're in one of those positions, like what's your What's your LinkedIn strategy? Yeah. <laughs> what content are you putting? How are you engaging with employees on different platforms? Because uh, people pay attention to that. How are you being authentic and not just, you know, being a commercial for yourself or for your, for your company? So, you know, helping folks and helping companies do that. And, you know, podcast is one of the things I help companies with, whether they want to start their own or have an individual that wants to start their own. How would, if you were, if I was a client, how would you say this is how you would market to your consumer? Well, I think it's really about who you are. Like yeah. you need to do it in the voice that is authentic to you. Some people say, like, I don't want a podcast. I'm really good at writing or I want it. That's how I want to show up. I don't want to be on videos. I don't, you know what? I don't really like going to events. <laughs> so it's, it's taking that person first and then holistically looking at what, okay, what's the goals and, you know, strategy of your company is that maybe it's like, Hey, we want to get you out there because we need to recruit talent. And one of the best things to do obviously is be an ambassador of that brand and show that, you know, what you're doing, this is the kind of person I want to work for, you know, sometimes that can backfire, but uh, that's where you help them guide. So it's maybe it's like a recruiting strategy. Maybe it's a, if you're a B2B company, it's a prospect or sales strategy in one way. 
Um, maybe it's just like a partner strategy of different community organizations. So it's kind of taken consideration all those things. Yeah. So you mentioned you have um, some employees, some some so, con- contractors. Contractors. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you do you build up your business kind of like an LLC or or how how have you built it up? Yeah. Yeah. So really kind of said the business of me. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, but the, the beautiful thing about Portland, and I think we can get into this, like how the workforce is changing is, you know, this on-demand talent model, yep. and it's only going to accelerate. And one of the reasons I started doing this is to invest in myself because uh, I personally believe that, you know, there's this layer of employees is for certain companies is going to go away and they're the accessibility of this on-demand talent market, whether you're specialist in podcasting, specialist in content writing for executives, um, that's just going to be, become more accessible and more ex- acceptable for companies to hire these kind of folks. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I was one of the uh, most, like one of my most previous episodes was kind of talking about that where, you know, some corporations previously focused on, Hey, we want the specialist, right? We want somebody that can just do this one thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you know what they're accepting the generalist that can do a lot of broad things. Right. And so having that kind of in your repertoire is going to be important. And, and one of the things you kind of mentioned too, is, is just kind of getting it out there on different platforms is, is mm-hmm. you know, getting the word out. How would you say, what was, what was uh, difficult for you kind of starting your business? Yeah, I think it's just, well, just like anything, I, I think it's the, it's a lot of work, my friend. It's a lot of, uh, hand to, I call it hand-to-hand combat. If, if you're making a decision to try to ha- fill a niche or maybe not work for a, a company and, and be this specialist on-demand talent or do your own thing or create something, um, you, you got to get up every morning and just know it's going to be a, a grind. Yeah. Right. And you're going to get some wins and you're going to get a lot of losses and to keep going. So I think it's the having that attitude and that mindset is I still like I tell my wife yesterday, I'm like, I'm having a I don't want to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I I mean, you got to right. You got to get up. And I got two kids, so I got uh, a lot going on. But, you know, it's it's uh, battling that. Kind of that's always the hardest thing, especially now, right? I'm curious to get your perspective. Perspective. I think uh, a lot of folks are. I've been talking to recently, and it's something that's on. I'm going to focus on for my next season. My podcast is just burnout and resilience. I mean, I'm. uh, I had a friend of mine who I was talking to him last week, and he's like, "You seem kind of crispy, like kind of burnout." I'm like, "I am, man. It's been it's been tough. Sometimes you got to stop and." look at all we've been through this past year and a half and you know, I'm all about moving forward, but you got to kind of stop and think sometimes like we've been through a lot of change. I I agree. And I think that's one of the, one of the uh, messages I've been hearing pretty consistently on this podcast is, you know, the tech industry burnout, the healthcare industry burnout, it, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of individuals are, are feeling tired and frustrated during this pandemic. And hey, listen, folks, we get it. We we definitely get it because we're we're in the same boat. You know, I think individuals that are trying to do either one for their community or trying to do for business, it's it's really tough. And one of the things we kind of mention often is you kind of do it by yourself. When you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, it's those late at nights and, and those long days and, and long meetings. It's 
you're by yourself. And there, if it doesn't mm-hmm. get done, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. There's nobody coming behind to, to kind of clean up the room kind of thing. And so you really kind of got to do it. So you probably had some pretty amazing conversations with some really great executives here in the Portland area. What, what kind of gems would you give, you know, a younger in, investor or inventor or entrepreneur executive even what what kind of advice would you give them i don't think it's anything groundbreaking i think what's what's cool talking to people from all different types of companies and backgrounds and it's all about the people that's all it is we're in a people game i don't care if you're a cio or startup like we all need to work with other people or even if you work for yourself it's it's all about the people and i think that's really been elevated this past couple of years um, and, you know, sharpening that skill of whether you're early in your career or later in your career of just collaborating with people and being empathetic and being, you know, being real uh, is, is it's that's the game. That's all it is. So again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing groundbreaking, but that's it's reinforced that uh, from talking through, uh, you know, through the podcast this past few years. Yeah, I feel like this. Uh, feel like we're emerging from this. At least, at least I'm. I'm hoping that we're emerging from this with a larger sense of community, you know, and and what it really means to be a community member to one another, and how important it is. Because in 24 hours, things can change pretty rapidly, right? Mm-hmm. And they did for a lot of people. Now, now, what about for Dan? For a younger Dan, what advice would you give a younger Dan? Patience. You know, I think um, we're all probably uh, guilty of that at some point, but it's, um, you know, we all want to do stuff faster than we can or, or, you know, get something we faster than we can. I think the, uh, the patience things is a real hard kind of, I, I would call it a skill, a hard skill to kind of, to kind of accept and just stop and slow down and, you know, learn and, you know get up next day and do the same thing without trying to, um, trying to do too many things. Yes. Yes. You, you can't be the, the jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing all the time. Now, now for the yeah, folks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, no go ahead, Gabe. I was just gonna say for the folks at home and, and if they're interested in, you know, Agate executive communications, how do they get in contact with you? What's some, what do clients expect uh, if they get your service? Yeah, I think, you know, LinkedIn is the best way to contact me. Dan Bruton, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of great people and companies here, uh, whether it's producing podcasts for them or uh, my events and having come to my events or having to speak. So just look look me up on LinkedIn and, you know, I'm I'm on there quite a bit. <laughs> That's kind of my, my platform of choice. Uh, I've neglected the other platforms. It's funny. <laughs> I logged into Facebook for the yesterday. Uh, for the first time in probably about two years. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I should kind of pay attention to here. But uh, yeah. I love it. Well, I'm sure I'll be promoting this on Facebook as well. So you'll, you'll get a <laughs> notification that. So what about cool. the folks that are interested in hearing the PDX uh, executive forum? How can they find that information? Yeah, I think if they want to check out the podcast, it's just PDX executive podcast. Uh, and then it's PDX executive forums uh, online. And so we, you know, it's a pretty small thing. Like I said, I intentionally don't market it, but if you're interested in checking it out and coming, you can shoot me a note. Perfect. 
Dan Brute. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Shades of Entrepreneurship. For more information, please follow the Shades of E on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or visit theshadesofe.com.